love watching films during the festive season. It's a good way to chill and to relax. What's even better is combining your relaxation with a little bit of education. So I have on today's episode a nice interesting review of a documentary that I was able to watch on Netflix called Islands of Faith. And I hope that you guys enjoy it. I had so much fun creating it and I learned so much and I hope that you will learn a lot as well. Top of the mountain. I'm on my pick up my energy. I feel like 21 Turner. I never panic. I never freeze. I keep it cool under the level, guys. It's so hot. Because <laughs> I got Shisa. Yo, December. And because of this global warming thing, it's going to get even hotter and hotter. And the winters are going to get colder and colder. It's bad. But anyway, we move. We live. I mean, what are we going to do? Besides, try to do the best that we can. All right, that was an interesting introduction. Hi. That's how I usually start. Hi. I hope you guys are doing well. My name is Slungile Mbeje and welcome to another episode of Naga the Podcast where we talk about ways we can learn and ways we can try and live a more sustainable, environmentally friendly life. And in today's episode, we're going to be watching a movie what well, we're going to be reviewing a movie the reason why i wanted to do this is because december is a time to kind of chill and relax and a really good way to do so is to watch movies films and documentaries and learn something with christmas time comes these christmas movies that are super predictable but they're cute shame they're cute And yeah, I've also watched a fair share of those movies. But I decided to watch a few educational ones as well. This episode, we're going to be reviewing Islands of Faith. This documentary is powerful. You know, I was doing some research after I after I was able to watch it of the communities that they speak about here. And they're making waves, I swear for what okay obviously we're going to go through each of the provinces and uh, each of the communities that was followed and that was uh documented on this particular film but you could see that the work that they do is not only making a change within their communities but it's also making waves around the globe so so many people are learning from these examples that we're going to be speaking about and i am just so grateful that i had the chance to watch it All right, so I watched Islands of Faith and what a film. Well done to all the people who put this film together. Most importantly, thank you to the people who are in this film. You know, the starring. I'm a starring Zakona, guys. I learned so, so much. It was created in 2018. And if you have Netflix, you can check it out. This review is just going to be focusing on what I took away, what I learned. And hopefully when you have the chance to watch it, you can take away some additional things as well. In Netflix, there's usually like um, a description of something. Whatever you want to watch, they there's usually like a description of maybe the season or the first episode. I'm just going to read the description of this film. So it reads as follows. Through the lens of faith and culture in seven provinces in Indonesia, this documentary follows individuals who strive to address climate change. So let me tell you why I decided to review this film. Uh, The first is the fact that it's in Indonesia. I love Indonesia. It's the place that I want to go to. I know that a lot of people 
who are in my age and probably in my circle of friends have had the chance to go to Indonesia. Myself, I also wouldn't mind going. I want to go to Bali, guys. It looks so beautiful. Maybe it's the talent of people and their ability to like take really nice pictures. Because, yo, it looks like they're living the life. <laughs> and as well, it's not so expensive to go. Um, I know that it's possible. And I know beauty, guys. I mean, I'm from South Africa. South Africa is a very beautiful place. When I say Indonesia is beautiful, you can you can believe me. The second reason why I decided to review this film is because of the aspect of faith and culture. Again, I'm going to refer to my country. In South Africa, we are, we are a country that is rich in culture, tradition, religion. We have been described as the rainbow nation. And this is symbolicis of our recognition in you know the differences that we have in race, culture, and traditions, but also how those differences make us special. Another example is the fact that we have 11 official languages. Maybe for some people may have questions as to how can you <laughs> how can you live in a place where there's like 11 different like but it's not hard guys you you get used to it. Everyone respects everyone's culture and tradition and faith. Because of that relation with this film and where I'm from, I saw an opportunity to kind of see how these people deal with climate change as they live and with differences in culture and faith. The third reason is um, the fact that it follows people. I mean, who doesn't want to know what happens in people's lives? If you are a fan of Keeping Up With The Kardashians, you know what I'm talking about. Who doesn't want to know what Kim is going to get up to in the next episode? I mean... I think you get the idea that I'm trying to post here is that following people sometimes is quite interesting and it's nice. Another reason, like more on a more serious note, you get to see really how someone lives. It's not so much like a story and they are telling you, excuse me, their story. You learn a lot more from example. And then the fourth most important thing that I, you know, that led me to review and, and watch this film is the fact that they're tackling climate change in different ways. Okay, I don't know about you, but when I look at mainstream media and when I look at whenever they speak about ways to tackle climate change or whatever, it's always a very limited recipe where you are told to recycle, but it's quite limiting to the point where if people are told to recycle and then maybe they're like, okay, well, I don't really know how to recycle or I don't have bins to recycle or I don't have money to do this. Therefore, I, I guess it's someone else to do it. In the messages of mainstream media, there's a lack of personal personalization in um, dealing with environmental issues, you know, climate change, sustainability, etc. What I really was interested to see is how these people are able to use faith and use their culture as a means of enlightenment to help them fight climate change and to help them deal with the issues that they have. Whenever there's a problem, they were able to tackle the problem. But how they tackle the problem is um, keeping in mind their surroundings. I think that is what made it so special and that is what makes their story so groundbreaking and impactful not only to me or to Indonesia but around the globe as I mentioned that they're making waves the film starts by the way it's beautiful oh my goodness the film is it looks so beautiful quality amazing the music amazing cinematography amazing guys you should watch it I love the opening remarks it starts by 
introducing Indonesia and its um, climate change goals. And then one thing that it says that I really like in the opening remarks, it says, with its diversity in faiths, culture and landscape, some deal with climate change in their own unique ways. I was like, yeah, let's see. They start off with Bali. They are Balinese Hindus. There is a specific day that they celebrate. By the way, please don't judge me on how I say this. I am not from Indonesia. Please. Gotta, I will try my best. It will be in the description below. Yeah, but I will definitely try my best with pronunciation. I don't mean to purposely offend. I did go to Google and YouTube to try and get my pronunciation okay. And I even looked at the film to see how people say it. So I tried, but I know that I will not be perfect. Okay, so in Bali, there's Balinese Hindus and they celebrate a day called Nyepi. This is a day of silence and meditation. Leading up to the day of Nyepi, they do purification rituals in this day of silence and meditation the goal is to not do any activities outside even the airports are closed during this day the benefit of this day in terms of the environment is that it is able to save 30,000 tons of carbon emissions helping the earth to recover sometimes we don't understand our impact we don't see how one person's actions can um, affect the world with this it's really really I'm inspiring to know that even if you think it's it's something small it matters the second community is it's an indigenous community in Sujayutik, west of Kalimantan. Indigenous communities around the world are known to protect their surroundings because for them, that specific surroundings is where they get their livelihood from. In this community, they are hunter-gatherers, so they hunt for their food in the forest. They get everything from the forest, building materials, medicine, food. Everything that they have comes from the forest. Therefore, it's important that they protect the forest because if they do not have the forest, then they cannot survive. They have had a journey of claiming uh, ownership of their land. I read an article that said that after struggle of half a century, 40 years in one article, half a century in another. So after they had fought this battle for this long, they were finally able to get ownership of their land. And it was wonderful to see. I loved the sense of community. Jay. So whenever anyone would want to do something, there was always a discussion about it. There was always communication. They have meetings the meetings are regarding the forest and what people are allowed to do in the forest and where you can go, where you can't go. I really learned that if you would like to have success in building a community that is environmentally conscious you need to have communication so that everyone is on the same page so of course they live a very different life to what we live i don't have to hunt to get food a common message in all of these examples is the sense of connection with nature respect for nature and as humans how we should look after nature the fourth community is in a coastal place west of papua it's in capitco in a place called sasi it's like a coral reef area it's also a local conservation scheme it bans the harvest of sea fauna in a fixed area for a defined period of time the capital village we see them preparing to open sasi for a week they opened it after it was 
closed for six months. The reason why they're closing it is because after fishing, it's, it's important for the reef to recover and to replenish. The one thing that I really liked and that I took away from this area is the involvement of women. They opened the first all-women sassy, so the divers were women, guys. We were able to also see the involvement of the priest who was able to say a prayer opening the sassy area for fishing the next day. So it was very nice to see the involvement of religious organizations in their communities. Another one is Bay Mooring, west of Nusa Tengara. We have this priest whose name is Romeo Marcellus Hansen. He speaks about when he first arrived in the area, there was no electricity and the community depended on generators that powered by oil lamps. It was an issue for him because there was a lot of noise and also there was a lot of pollution. And he had an idea of starting a hydropower plant. There was a nearby river and he had the idea of using that river to produce electricity for the community and it worked. We also saw a time when there was a flood and this flood had, you know, catastrophic effects on this micro hydropower plant. They had discussions and it was very nice to see the involvement of the community members. In the fifth community, a place called Pamua Asia or Pamua Akria. I don't think I'm saying that right. <laughs> But I'll write it in the description. I don't know if you're familiar with the Sumatran elephants, but they are from Indonesia. In a single generation that has lost 50% of its population and 70% of its habitat, resulting in elephants wandering into the villages, frightening the locals and trampling on, on valuable crops. I remember seeing a man who was kind of fed up of the elephants. He was just like, guys... I'm tired of these elephants, you know, going into my yard, eating my stuff, trampling my crops. The only solution is to shoot and to poison. I mean, understandably so. You work so hard to plant food for your family and then you have this elephant coming in and destroying it. The one thing that I appreciated from this man uh, called, he is also a religious leader. He was able to reason with this farmer and tell him that we need to protect them because the reason why they have wandered into our space in the first place is because of us humans who have destroyed their habitat. People don't understand why things are certain ways, especially when it comes to environmental issues. And that needs to change on my part as well. It needs to change. We need to have a deeper understanding of why is it that we have so much issue with littering? Why is it that... Um, there's a problem with um, waste and the management of waste or mismanagement of waste. We need to tackle these issues from the core. And I also appreciated how Mr. Yusuf was able to uh, educate the youth as well so that the youth had an understanding. We saw in the film he had like, I think it was like a youth meeting because I saw like children there and he was explaining to the children why the elephants are here and how we shouldn't be afraid, but we should protect them and understand their situation with the second to last community Imojiri Yogyakarta I think that's how you say it it's more like a family-run business where the family promotes zero waste living and they also have workshops permaculture workshops and they also have like a restaurant situation and there's a farm in that area so it's like a a way of living that this family has created 
where he speaks about the inspiration that he has received from his religion and how it has helped him to live the way that he lives, uh, trying to be in one with nature. The one thing that I really love that he says is um, regarding love. So he, he says that love is important. If you start something with love, then you're able to sacrifice. And that is so true. So again, that aspect of having culture and allowing culture and faith to influence the way that you live in a more sustainable environmental direction. Another really interesting thing that he mentioned was how we should start with our bodies, introducing goodness into the body. And then from learning how to treat yourself well, you can be able to kind of do the same for others, if that makes sense. So the concept of starting within yourself, uh, prioritizing and understanding that what you put in your body is very important. So make sure that it's, it's good. It's good food that you eat, organic clean healthy as less artificial as possible and from that you can gain the benefits of life like the ultimate benefits of life and then you can help other people last but not least we have we go to the urban area it mentions that urban areas contribute two percent of the earth's land surface but its effects are huge 70% of harmful greenhouse gases. So in Jakarta, there's a little quiet area called Kedam Kumara. I would describe it as like having a nursery, but having a jacked up nursery. So like a 2.0 version of a nursery. Because it doesn't just have nice flowers, plants, but it is also an educational center. So it teaches people about nature, about plants and how to plant. It also provides organic plants to the surrounding communities. And it is one way that we as people who are living in urban areas, we can contribute to decreasing the carbon emissions that are released there is having these green zones. Overall takeaways, I mean, we've mentioned a lot already in all of these examples is a recognition of God's creation in nature and how these people have described themselves as leaders of the earth, not so much by overstepping on the earth or like overpronouncing the presence of the earth, but in a way and in the direction of protecting the earth. We also took away that our traditions, culture and religion have assisted these communities to come together and to learn about nature and develop the sense of responsibility of their surroundings. And also, again, notice the involvement of community and how these people would hold community meetings and gatherings. And everything that they did was not done by just doing it, but it was first discussed before they did it. So it's very important. I can't even remember the last time I went to a community meeting, to be quite honest with you. Um, even before Corona, because we with COVID, we kind of can't have gatherings. But even before Corona, I mean, the last time was probably an election. I feel like we we get together in elections and we see we see our neighbors in really, during election time when we have to vote and stuff, which is really sad. When it comes to the involvement of faith and cultures, the aspect of hope is very pronounced. Like it's it's very evident. And then when we speak about hope in a deeper level, it's essential to have hope. Without hope, the energy to continue living, it's difficult to find.
if you are a religious person, if you are someone who loves culture, who loves tradition, let's look at how we sh- we have been advised to to live and what we should eat and what we should drink and what we should do so that we can live more meaningful lives and start with what we put into our bodies start with our homes start with what is around us and then work our way out from there i really hope that you enjoyed this review i myself learned a lot from watching i hope that you will have the chance to watch islands of faith it's an amazing amazing documentary with all of that being said i hope that you have a wonderful wonderful day and i will see you guys next time love you so much bye